Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Well, come on, that microphone's hot today. I'm so honored to be here, and thank you, Pastor Wes and Pastor Diana. Man, I just... um, you know, I, I'm actually just taken back a little bit during worship. How many of you just loved worship this morning? I mean, don't come late to church. I mean, better late than never, but don't come late because, man, worship is where our spirits are just encouraged. Come on. And uh, I, I'm telling you, as the pastor and as the, the, the guest speaker today, I mean, I'm in the front row, and when they're just singing about the name of Jesus, my, my heart is just lifted and my spirit is encouraged. And, um, and I want you to know that you have two of the greatest pastors on the planet here with you. Come on, anybody believe that? And I don't just say that because we're friends. I, uh, I have the opportunity to preach um, literally all over the world. And what I love about Pastor Wes and his wife and his family is that they love you so much. And uh, spending time with him last night, let me tell you, he just loves you. He loves this church. And even just being here for the first 25 minutes of this service, it is easy to see that the favor of God that's on you is on this house. And I just want to just declare something over you in this house right now. You have it on the back wall, but I just want to say that the best is not just yet to come, but I believe that the beginning of that season has begun. And I believe that the best season has begun right now. And uh, I just see that you're not going to be able to fit into this auditorium and this gymnasium. Come on, I'm just speaking faith. I believe the anointing that's on your pastor as you honor him and you honor what's on this house is going to be on you. Because as the house of God flourishes, you will flourish. That's why you want to honor the house that you're a part of. Come on, somebody. Uh, I'm from Miami, so excuse me if I get a little bit loud. Miami's a little bit loud. How many of you know Miami's crazy? Miami's crazy. And, um, and like our first service doesn't even start till 10 a.m. And so because at, at 10 a.m. people are dragging in like it's 8 a.m. You know what I mean? Because we've been up since like 3 a.m. last night. And, um, and but, but I want you to know something today. As you honor this house, not just as a church you go to, but as this is the house of God. That what you honor, you become a So come on, we want to do everything to honor this house, bless this house. Amen. We want to do everything that we can to be wind in the sails of our pastors, our leaders, so that we could say, let's take this city for Jesus. Anybody believe that God wants us to be the church that takes this city for Jesus? Well, as you can tell, I'm a little bit animated, and um, if you're new here today and you don't like me, that's okay. Your pastor will be back next Sunday. And um, in my church, in Miami Brave Church, we, um, we, we, they preach back. So I want you to know it's okay to preach back today. So if you'll notice, like, I'll be preaching, and, and what I'll be waiting for is like an amen. So let's just practice. Come on, everyone say amen. amen. Say preach it. preach it. Now watch this. In my church, literally, I am the only white Caucasian in my church. <laughs> That's the real story. And in Miami, we get so cray-cray. We get so crazy that while I'm preaching, there, in every service, there are at least several people that will say, preach, white boy. <laughs> so if you feel like that today... 
and the preacher's good. It's okay if you even go, preach white boy. Now, that may not in this context even matter, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, we are beginning a series today on grace. Anybody thankful for the grace of God? And um, Ephesians chapter 2.8 is the key verse that we're going to be looking at and your pastor is going to be teaching from. Ephesians chapter 2.8 says this, God, he saved you by his grace when you believed. And you cannot take credit for this because grace is a gift from God. I began to research a little bit about grace and, and I believe a good working definition for today because as you look at the grace of God, it's so complex and yet so simple. Uh, and so your pastor's going to talk about different elements of grace. But for our working definition of today, uh, grace is God's power and righteousness given to us by unmerited favor. Someone say favor. The favor of God. Anybody here today want the favor of God on your life? Okay, me and like five of you. Okay, the rest of you, the opposite of favor is the curse of God. Anybody want the curse of God on your life? No, no. Come on, anybody here today at the 9 a.m., you want the favor of God in your life. Come on, can I get an amen in church? I want the favor of God in my life, the, the, the grace of God on my life. I want to be a person that, that walks with God's grace. The unmerited favor, which means the, the favor that I don't deserve, the favor that you don't deserve, God wants to give to you. And I'm so thankful for that because I'm just thankful that God doesn't give me what I deserve. But unmerited favor is the favor of God that we don't deserve. Today I want to read a story to you about a situation that happened in the New Testament that it did not look like they had the favor of God on their life. And there are some of you that have come to church today and you're like, Pastor, that's great you talk about the favor, the grace of God, the blessings of God. But I'm dealing with a situation in my life and I'm not seeing the favor of God in my life. And there are some of you here today that you feel like you don't deserve the favor of God. Or maybe you've been praying and you've been believing God for something, a breakthrough in your business, maybe a contract that you need to come through. Maybe you've been believing God for a healing in a loved one and you're dealing with a sickness or you're dealing with something that the doctors can't even figure out and, and you hear about the grace of God and the favor of God and you're like, I could use some favor right now. Anybody could use some extra favor right now. There is a story in scripture where a man had faith and yet he didn't see favor. He had good company, but he didn't have the grace of God in his life. And in Mark chapter 9, verse 25, we read this story. It says, when Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit, that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. I command you, come out of this child and never enter into him again. Now, before you get scared, we're not going... Pentecostal here, and we're going to talk about demons and all that kind of stuff, okay? But what, what happened is, is that there was a man who had a son who had an illness, and this man's son was sick, and he could not get help. The doctors could not heal him. In fact, Scripture says he brought his son to the disciples, and it went from bad to worse. What do you do when things go from bad to worse? Like, we expect that in the world without God, right? Without the grace of God in your life, you can almost expect things to go from bad to worse. But we're faith people. What do you do when you have faith that God's going to move in your life, but things go from bad to worse? This man brings his son to the disciples, 
and things go from bad to worse. The disciples prayed for him. Could I say that they brought him to church? I've been serving in church. I'm on the dream team. I go to growth track. I'm doing everything I need to do. I'm being generous with my tithe and with my offering, but things are going from bad to worse. Look what verse number 26 says. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. And the boy appeared to be dead. And a murmur ran through the crowd as the people said, he's dead. So he was sick and now he looks like he's dead. But verse 27, but Jesus. Someone say, but Jesus. How many of you know sometimes you have to wait for a but Jesus moment? Things are going bad. Things are getting worse, but Jesus. I want you to know that no matter what you're going through today, no matter what doctors report, no matter what relationship issue, the divorce papers may already be signed, but I believe there is a but Jesus moment that is in this house today. I believe that God can reverse anything in your life that's going backwards, and the grace of God is about to break through over this house, over your family. Come on, anybody believe that the grace and the favor of God and look what happens. But Jesus took him by the hand, helped him to his feet, and stood up. And afterwards, when Jesus was alone in his house with his disciples, they asked him, Jesus, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Verse 29, Jesus said, because you're not gangster like me. It doesn't really say that. Jesus said, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. Today I want to talk about what happens when it looks like grace isn't working. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We give you praise. I thank you for hope. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the leaders. I thank you for every individual that is here, whether they were here on the first Sunday of this church when it started or this is their first Sunday today. I pray for unmerited favor and grace to rest over this house and over every house that's represented. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we give God praise in advance? Come on, I believe some miracles are going to break out here today. Have you ever prayed and you haven't seen the answer to the prayer yet? Come on, anybody? Anybody ever, like, you, anybody, like you're still believing God for a prayer? Um, my dad is um, one of those guys who, I think he was born on Saturday and in church on Sunday. And um, he is, uh, he's been a pastor for over 55 years, and, um, and I'm like doing the math, and I'm like, so basically you were a teenager and, st and started a church, and, and he just has so much favor on his life, and he's one of these individuals that, like, it's not that he's ever had battles, but it just looks like from the outside that everything goes his way. And one of those ways that's demonstrated is years ago he prayed, God, as Miami is growing, I pray that you would just give me favor in parking. Now, that may not seem like a big deal to you. And I know Orlando's getting a little bit busier in Winter Garden. But in Miami, for you to find a parking spot that is not a mile and a half away from the front door you want to go into, that requires major favor. Somebody say favor. <laughs> and, and when my dad said that, and I remember it was like 10 years ago, and uh, I just thought, Dad, that's a ridiculous prayer. But every time I'm with my dad, we will be driving in the busiest mall, the busiest shopping center, wherever we are, the busiest like uh, grocery store, shopping area, and we will be driving, and I'll say, Dad, there's a parking spot there, and he'll say, no, that's too far away. And I'm like, Dad, we may not find another parking spot. And if you know how it is in Miami and Florida, like it could rain any minute. And I said, let's just take this parking spot. And he goes, no, 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 God's going to give us favor. And at, at first and a few times, I'm kind of like, Dad, that is crazy. Like God doesn't even care about your parking spot. And sure enough, we get to the front parking space. And if it's not open, someone is pulling out just as we're getting there. And my dad will look at me and he'll say, favor of God. 
I'm like, okay, man, God, let's see you do it again. And time after time after time, I'm telling you. So now he doesn't even say favor of God. He just looks at me and goes, fog. <laughs> favor of God. It's like an acronym, you know. Okay. Well, that's what he says. And so I just prayed, Lord, just give me 50% of that anointing and I will be happy. But there are prayers that we've prayed that we're like, God, what's up? We, we need a healing. I need a breakthrough. I, I, we need emotional healing. We need relational healing. God, I don't know what I'm going to do about my career, my finances. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do about just peace over anxiety and worry. God, I need a breakthrough. This story we just read is a man who was desperate. And he came to church desperate. And he came to church needing the grace of God. He prayed prayers, but he didn't see the answer to the prayers. He, he had faith, but he didn't see the grace of God in his faith. And, and I wrote down some of the reasons why we think that we have unanswered prayers. And I've got to work this out because at my church in Miami, they give me 55 minutes to preach, and I've got 18. So come on, let's, we got to work this out. But here's some reasons why we think we haven't seen God answer our prayers. Number one is this, we think we haven't done enough for God. Like I, I, I've tried and I've invited a lot of people to church, but maybe God hasn't answered my prayer because I haven't done enough. Or maybe we think um, if I do enough right things, if I do more right things than wrong things, then I'll have the grace of God, the, the, the free unmerited favor of God in my life. Or, or maybe sometimes we think if I perform well for God, like, I haven't seen God move because I need to worship louder in the worship. I need to lift my hands higher. And we think God is a performance-driven God. And many times we think that because we are used to performance-driven relationships. And because of that, we come to God thinking that God is a performance mentality type of God. And what we fail to realize is that God wants you to know is that there is nothing we can do to earn His grace. His grace has already been poured out. His favor has already been poured out. In fact, in Psalm 37, 4, it says this, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So in the next 14 minutes, I've got three things to help you to discover the grace of God at an unprecedented level. Because what I believe is that God wants to take our faith here and move it here. That God wants to take the grace and the favor of God here and move it here. And some of us haven't realized why we haven't seen bold, audacious miracles and prayers in our life. Today I'm going to show you how to unlock grace and favor in your life. Number one, if you're taking notes, would you write this down? If you're taking notes. Jesus people love to take notes. If you're taking notes, come on, would you write this down? Just because the miracle didn't happen doesn't mean God said no. Just because the miracle hasn't happened, this man prayed and asked God to do a miracle, but I haven't seen the miracle. Why is it that I've prayed and God's answer wasn't no, but I still haven't seen it? I think we see the answer in Daniel chapter 10. Let me go to the Old Testament. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand, from the first day you prayed, watch this, and to humble yourself before God, I heard your prayers and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. And in other words, what it's saying is there was a battle for 21 days. And behold, Michael, 
One of the chief princes came to help me, for I'd been left there alone with the kings of Persia. I need three people. I need someone to help me. And I'm going to show you how to unlock favor and grace in your life for the beginning of the next season that God has for you. Um, and so, so I need three people. And I need someone to represent Hope Church. Who's going to represent? You're the pastor. Why don't you? Okay, John. Josh. Josh okay, Josh, you're Hope Church. All right, so Josh is going to represent you. They're super excited about that, Josh. Come on, Josh is going to represent you. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I want you to stand here and face that way. All right, I need someone to be Jesus. Okay, come over here. You're Jesus because you got the Yeezy slides on and the Drew House socks. Okay, let's go. Um, so that means that we only have one person left, and I need you to be the devil. Okay, okay. Here's what we think happens when we pray. I'm going to represent the prayer. Josh is you. You're at work. You're in your marriage. You're praying for your kids. You need a breakthrough in your life. I want you to just say a prayer to God, and I'm going to show you what we think happens. Pray prayer. Anything. Anything. Uh, dear Lord, give us favor in this church, in this city, and our families. Woo, let's go. Come on, Josh. All right, so I'm going to be the prayer. So Josh just prayed a prayer, and I'm the prayer, and I go to Jesus. And I'm like, hey, Jesus, Josh is over here. He's praying for breakthrough in this church. He's praying for breakthrough with our families. He's praying for revival in Winter Garden. He's praying that we're going to go to five services, build our own building. The walls can't contain it. He's praying for supernatural generosity. In this. He's praying for revival. And what we think happens is that God says, okay, let's just... Let's just hang out here for about 21 days. They're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. And what we think happens is that God goes, well, is Josh, is he a good Christian? Well, I mean, I mean, he's praying, God. I mean, is he, is he holy? I mean, I think he is. Has he done enough things at church? Is he on the dream team at church? Well, I mean, yeah. What's he watching on Netflix? I mean, I don't know. I'll check. I mean, like, how is Josh? Like, is Josh? And we think that grace is contingent on our actions and behavior. And so we think that our prayers are here with God, and some of you are here today, and some of us, we, we feel like our faith is being tested, and some of you have even lost faith. You used to have huge faith. Remember when you first got saved and you were on fire, but then there were some prayers and disappointments in life, and how come things didn't work out? And so we think that God just said no. When in reality, in Daniel, Daniel was praying because the people of God were slaves in Babylon. And Daniel was praying for freedom. And Daniel prayed a prayer to God, but God didn't come through. God, why didn't you answer the prayer? Why haven't I seen the grace? Why haven't I seen the favor? And so we think it gets stuck, but let me tell you what Daniel says actually happens in prayer. Go ahead and pray that prayer again. Uh, for favor. Say yes. Yes. Okay, wait, he's not even done praying. Give us favor. Yes. Dear Lord. Yes. Scripture says this. In Daniel, okay, don't go anywhere yet. I have answered your prayer as soon as you prayed your prayers because of the words of your mouth. In other words, when you became a believer in God, the grace was already a yes. The healing was already a yes. The deliverance of addictions were already a yes. Your child's... Future is already a yes. Your marriage healing is already a yes. Your career path is a yes. But why don't we live in the yeses of God and the grace and the favor of God? I'm going to show you what actually happens in our prayers. 
Josh is going to pray the prayer. Dear Lord, give us. Yes. So before I can even return to him, the answer is, the answer is, so God says, go give him the yes. So I'm heading back to the yes, and I'm like, I'm the prayer. I'm like, bro, Josh, here it comes, bro. The favor of God, the blessing of God, the grace of God, the power of God, the victory of God. But Daniel tells us that when the prayer was on the way back to Daniel, that the prince of Persia, which represents demonic strongholds, which represents generational curses, that represents the demons in your life. And when I say demons, I'm not talking about the little gargoyle demons. I'm talking about all of us have those things in our life that want to pull us back, pull us away, keep us discouraged, keep us in defeat. The miracle is on the way, but Pastor West, come on, Pastor West, I'm sorry, but you're the devil. Bro, you don't have to push me like that. We, we had a good time last night. <laughs> that the breakthrough is coming, but on the way to Josh, there's something blocking the prayer. Something blocking the grace of God. The grace of God was free. The favor of God was free. It was poured out when Jesus died on the cross for you. But the Bible talks about the reason why we have opposition in our life sometimes is because the enemy does not want you to get the grace of God, the favor of God, the breakthrough in your family, the breakthrough in your business, the breakthrough in your mind, the joy restored, the peace restored. He wants you up all night filled with anxiety and worry. He wants you to feel like you're never going to get ahead. He wants you to feel like my grandfather was like this, my dad was like this, and now I'm like this, and things will never change. And the miracle is on its way, but Daniel says there was an obstacle, there was a stronghold to keep it from happening. So the miracle is a yes but I can't get through. Josh, I'm here. The breakthrough's here, but I can't get to him. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Because I can't get to Josh, stay there. Josh gets discouraged. God didn't answer my prayer. God wasn't there when our family needed him. I guess there's other Christians that are better than me. I guess God loves other people. I guess I don't look like a crowd. I don't know why, and so I don't even see the value of church anymore, reading my Bible or praying anymore. And what the enemy will say is, well, to get more grace, you need to do more things. To get more grace, you have to do more stuff to impress God. But God said yes when we were still in our mess. God said yes when we still didn't have this whole faith thing figured out. But what happens is Josh gets discouraged because I'm not seeing God, so Josh turns around and leaves. Okay, stop there. So what happens is because Josh stopped believing, stopped praying, stopped faithing his way for the breakthrough, the miracle gets returned back to cinder. And I believe in faith communities around the world, there are prayers that God said yes to. There is the favor and the grace of God that God has already released. But we've got to be willing, if you're writing notes, write this word down, to do some spiritual warfare for those miracles. Watch this. Favor and grace is not earned. It's not works. But because it's free, the enemy does not want us to live in victory. 
The enemy does not want us to live in joy. The enemy does not want you to live in peace. So he will try to stop the favor of God, the healing of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, the power of God from being in your life. So he will resist what God wants to do in your life. So what do we do? Daniel says this. So come back. Daniel says, I'm not going to give up on God. I'm going to pray and fast. That's why this house does prayer and fasting. Why are we doing it? Not because it's a religious thing to do. We got to do it. No, it's because we're declaring war over the things that have declared war over us. It's because we're saying, devil, you can't have my marriage. You can't have my business. You can't have my joy. I'm not going to live with these addictions any longer. I'm an overcomer. Come on, somebody. I can live in victory. I can see the grace and the favor of God in my life. I can get a good parking spot. And so Josh says, wait a minute, wait, wait, I'm about to give up. But no, 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 I know what God's word says. So in Jesus' name, I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to stand holding on to the word of God. And the Bible says that when Daniel kept praying, he sent an archangel to say, hey, get out of my way, devil. Because there is a miracle that Josh has been believing for. And there is a healing for your wife. There's a healing for your husband. There is a breakthrough in your marriage. Your child needs it. There are some of you that you're just, I, I just feel in my heart like a, a special education need child. And you're like so stressed and worried. And God's like, no, I've got the perfect teacher for that child. And that child is not going to be a, a step behind. But they're going to be a world changer, a planet shaker. And there is a healing. And there is joy in the morning. And you are not going to be overcome by the mistakes of your past and shame and guilt. It's so there is a miracle, and boom, the breakthrough happens. Come on, can you give it up for these guys? Yeah. So, so what, what do I have to do, Pastor? You don't have to do anything except for be willing to fight the enemy. I feel like some of us, we, we've been raised in church. I grew up in church my whole life, and I'm like fourth-generation pastor, and and even me growing up in, in church, I used to think, man, I gotta do things right and perfect. I would see the pastors on stage. I used to think, man, I'll never be able to be as good as them and to be able to see the goodness of God. And what I've realized in my life is that I don't have to arm wrestle God for the goodness of God and the grace of God, but I do have an enemy to fight. And I feel like a church that's not ready for war is a church that's not ready for revival. And the enemy's not gonna give us winter garden without a fight. I just feel so strongly in my heart the thing that you're needing God to do and you've been praying and you haven't seen the breakthrough could it be it's because the enemy knows if you get that prayer answered you'll be unstoppable your faith will be so lit up on fire that you will be contagious so what do we have to do number two is this is we have to realize something needs to be broken 2 Samuel chapter 5 20 so David went to Baal Perism. And David defeated them there, and he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Somebody say breakthrough. I'm praying for you this morning in my Uber on the way here. I began praying in the back seat, and I just was praying, God, let there be a breakthrough of grace at Hope Church. I was praying. I didn't even realize I was praying out loud, and the Uber driver, he, he turns around and goes, what, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm praying. He's like, what are you praying? I said, for breakthrough. He's like, what do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. 
you're a pastor here? I said, no, Hope Church has brought me in. He goes, oh, actually, I've heard of Hope Church. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. You need to come. He's coming to the uh, 1030 service today. And uh, he said, what do you, what do you, what's the topic of the talk today? I said that God wants to show us his grace, but sometimes there's got to be a breakthrough. In that 23-minute Uber ride here, we talked about faith in Jesus. When the Uber got out, he did something I've never had an Uber driver do. Maybe because I'm from Orlando. We don't do this in Miami, or I'm from Miami. People don't do this in Miami. But I get out. He opens his car door, and he, he walks around to the back where I'm getting my, my suitcase. And he said, can I give you a hug? He's like a big dude, right? Like big dude. And I'm like, sure. And I go, you hug. And he's like, no, no, bring it in. And I'm like, okay. Stand there. He like grabs me. He's like holding me tight. We're in front of Starbucks. I'm not going to lie. Like he's moved spiritually, but I'm like looking like well, people are looking at us, bro. <laughs> grabs my shoulders and pushes me back. He goes, I needed this today. You know what that is? That's a breakthrough. That's a breakthrough of grace. That I don't know what he was going through. I don't know what's happened in his life. He told me some of his story that I'm not going to share, but I don't know like how bad he was dropped or hurt or abused and abandoned, but what I do know is that he needed a breakthrough of grace. And what I believe is that he probably had a mama or an abuela somewhere praying for him. God, send someone to him. Send someone through the, the opposition of the enemy. And here's this crazy, ridiculous pastor from Miami gets in that, oh, it's just a coincidence. No, it's not. It's a breakthrough of grace. It's the favor of God. Something needs to be broken. And number three, and I have to close, is you have to know this, it won't break itself. God invites us to be participants to the miracle. Participants to the breakthrough. The favor is free. The grace is free. I mean, it costs Jesus everything. But for us, it's, it's a free gift. It's unmerited favor. Pastor Wes, I just felt like today, if there's just one person in this house that their faith has been tested because, God, I haven't seen you show up like you do in your word. God, I'm desperate for a miracle. Could it be? This is your invitation to say, devil, get your hands off my family, off of my mind, off of my peace. And God, I am ready to go to war and to pray this thing through until there is a breakthrough of the yes you've already said. Oh, I wish I had time to unpack some specific ways. Pastor West is the most practical, amazing, powerful preacher. He'll do that. Maybe just come. This is a great way for me to say, hey, invite me to come back. So would you bow your head and close your eyes today? As I've been sharing the word of God with you today, I just wonder, who am I talking to? is God brought here in this moment because you need a breakthrough in your life. There's something that you're wrestling against that's bigger than you and you've been praying but you haven't seen the yes of God. Scripture says as soon as you set your heart to believe the answer was yes. So God we need a breakthrough. I believe this church needs a breakthrough. I believe your family needs a breakthrough. Some of you You've carried emotional scars, you've carried emotional wounds, and you get through it, but you really don't get over it. And you need a breakthrough. Pastor, would you pray for me today? 
because we need a breakthrough. If God's been speaking to you today about this breakthrough and you need a miracle, you need breakthrough of grace, I'm going to say a prayer for you, and it's not because I am powerful, but there is an agreement in faith here today. Scripture says where two or more gathered, there I will be also. And there are many of us in this room today, and we are going to pray together for breakthrough, and I believe we are going to dispatch angels' armies from heaven to push that obstacle out of the way. And I'm believing that starting this week, we're going to get reports of miracles, of breakthrough, supernatural favor, and unmerited grace. If that's you, Pastor, would you pray for me? I need a breakthrough. On the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand and put it right back down. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to do anything back down. I'm not going to else. But Pastor, would you pray for me? One, two, three. Lift your hands. Probably 90% of us in this room, 95% of us have raised our hands. Jesus, today, we join you with what you want to accomplish in our life. Come on, would you do something? If you feel comfortable, would you lift both hands like this in a manner to receive? The Word of God says that we serve a good Father. He doesn't withhold gifts from His children. There's another verse that said, would He give His children snakes when they're begging for bread? God has great things for you. And so today, Lord, with our hands in a posture to receive, we receive the favor of God. We receive the breakthrough of God. We receive the grace of God. And Lord, I pray over this house, I pray over this church, every family member, every individual in this room, that this week would be a season of breakthrough grace. And God, in the name of Jesus, I declare every obstacle that has stood in the way of the miraculous would be broken. I declare, God, that there would be physical healing, there'd be mental healing, relational healing. God, I pray in Jesus' name that this house, this church, that everything that has risen up against it would be broken in Jesus' name. I pray for open lanes, open highways, for families, God, to grow, for businesses to grow, for individuals to grow in peace, love, and joy. And we declare the grace of God right now. Come on, right there where you are, will you just say, I receive the grace and the favor of God. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.